welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside podcast, where we talk a little bit of Rocket League and a whole lot of Rocket League. <laughs> yeah. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, are my teammates on the Mop Rocket League squad. We got Chuck Bailey and Mr. Wonder Goal himself, Super Producer Ian Stimson. Lads, lads, lads. Ian, you scored a worldie this morning. I am so bad at Rocket League that that was a total fluke. I was just flying through the air and happened to hit the ball. Yeah, what was what was his XG numbers, Oscar? Low. It was low. <laughs> he was like, he's just, shit. He's just, he's just spraying from all over the place. He took a bicycle kick from the from his own penalty box and was like, I did a goal! It's like, okay, sure. It was an own goal. Calm down. Yeah, wrong net, bud. But no, we're, we've been having fun playing. I've never played video games with either of you before. Chuck, I think we played FIFA like once, like four years ago. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like we're underplaying this as well, because uh, without going for the normal intros, obviously, Mr. 100%, yes, we all know that. I'm always here. That's my contribution. But oh, stop, Super stop Producer, it, guys. guys, please, Super Producer, and also, after last week, Super Bloody Father, Oh Ian, yeah. Ian Stimson with the Dad of the Year Award all over the yeah. Twitters. Um, an absolutely fantastic journey we were all taken on. Yeah, Ian, why don't you tell our listeners, in case anybody missed it or doesn't watch the BBC and Loose Women and other morning shows... What kind of rock are you guys living under? Oh, this yeah. thing, I've been all the over the media. The biggest story in all the UK this week. <laughs> Nothing else is going on. Mr. Simpson, tell the people. Big ups. Tell the people. BBC. Talk yes. sport. <laughs> Loose Women. <laughs> yeah, I went viral and not in a Rona way. It was lovely. Um... Yeah, so I set up... Well, you guys originally seeded the idea by saying that for Finley's uh, Carabao Cup final with Peterborough, uh, I should get suited and booted and get the beers in. And, uh, yeah, from that seed, and Mighty Oak did grow. I started suggesting to Finley that we should maybe sort of do some sort of Sky Sports type thing for his cup final. And it all went a bit crazy from there. So, yeah, I've been on um, TalkSport. Uh, featured on BBC News. Uh, as Not say, the only thing featured on BBC News. The one and only Miles Offside podcast got a mention. Yeah, I managed to get... Oh, I said I was on a call with the uh, journalist. Oh, please mention my podcast. Yeah, please. pretty much begging. <laughs> just like, if you could crowbar in a reference to the podcast, that'd be amazing. God bless her, she did. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> oh, I was like, that's amazing. But yeah, been all over the media, all over the media. Can't get away from me. And how is the boy? Has the boy? Is he still swinging his dick about Peterborough? You know what I mean? Going around to all the birds, saying yes, I'm the one. I won the Carabao Cup. I brought glory back to Peterborough. <laughs> well, <laughs> his asbestos sponsorship money is through the roof. They're building a statue to him outside the stadium. <laughs> yeah, you say that kid's on fire, but it would no longer be applicable because he cannot be set on fire now. <laughs> he was. Um... Really stretching the asbestos stuff there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was unlivable on the day because every five minutes he was going, how many people have watched my goal now? How many people have watched my goal now? <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it, all about the numbers, that boy. Um, but What's uh, that up to, like, yeah. 10,000 likes, right, though? Like, it's some, it's like... The, the original tweet, the, yeah, the original tweet that started the thread is, like, 2,000 retweets and about 10,000 likes. But, I mean, Ooh. when you talk about people seeing, like, the Arrival video that we shot and his goal that I took off the game, 
you're talking sort of 60, 70,000. I haven't actually checked. It might be more. must now. be more. Yeah. No, it was on the, like 70,000 when I looked about four days ago, five days ago. Yeah. But it's mad. And, and it was it was really nice because obviously um, we were, me and Oscar and uh, Dave Mateo and a few other, obviously all the uh, Patreons and some of the other listeners were really bigging it up. But it was so mad that I was, I was checking everything. I was checking every post, every retweet. <laughs> and it was so rare to see something on the internet where there was just, there wasn't a dickhead anywhere. Oh, that was it. Like, yeah, it nothing. was all positive. It all was just everyone can be going. Found. This has made me so happy. Oh my god, what a great father! Can I get his phone number? Oh shit, <laughs> that's what Phil Collins is doing now. Like, there's so many just positives, and it was it was just really nice. And I think that's probably why everyone like for me, and I probably Oscar the same. Like, why we loved it beyond just the fact that we like you, like you're all right. Yeah, but it was just <laughs> such a nice bloody thing. And good work, mate. Bloody good work. I mean, what did I say that morning? I was like, if we can get Finley to meet a posh player or get a retweet <laughs> well, from that, Dara yeah. or something, I was like, we're going to have success. And that came here. early doors. We were, and it, that it happened like real quick, yeah. 150 retweets, and it was Peter, but we were already just throwing it about. Well, because all 150 were me and you no, tweeting at the, the BBC, <laughs> at Dara McCampany, at Posh Official. Yeah, I've got to thank you, boys, because I was, I was pretty busy with the thread. And it was going going off very quickly, as you say. But you guys were sort of tweeting anyone famous, all companies involved. <laughs> yeah. I tweeted at Amazon, I think. I tweeted at BuzzFeed. I was like, BuzzFeed, this seems right up your alley. Get on this shit. I really, really wanted a retweet from Skoda. Just that, oh, was, that was... In the end, yeah, once we got Peterborough... Once we got yeah. Peterborough, tick. Dara, tick. All right, it's Skoda next. <laughs> but it had that perfect combination of like, Obviously wholesome and nice because you're doing something for your kid, but then like the videos were genuinely funny and had pretty good production quality for like a little bit that you were doing. And then once people got in, my favorite was that one dude in the car. Do you know him? Is that someone you know? Nope. Okay, he was amazing. He, he was like, brilliant. Filmed himself driving around, yeah. being like, ah, I didn't want to get my hopes up, but I feel like this is our year. Normally, people would be happy to just be in the final, but Finley, you know, it's Finley up front, like. Good Stimson number nine. We're going to yeah. do it. Today's our day. That was fantastic. I was like, this fucking guy's the best. Off yeah. the top of my head, I think he's like on Twitter is FPL strategist. Absolutely. Or, or yeah, something. that's the one. I mean, two two great videos with genuinely good acting. Yes. <laughs> he, was absolutely he did a post match brilliant. as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was like on the verge of tears. I was like, this guy. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Someone signed him up. And then uh, Max Rushton had to try and spoil it by uh, taking, taking away from Finley. Uh, with a, a video in his Cambridge top. What an absolute scumbag. In his Cambridge top saying that UEFA had stripped uh, stripped Finley of the uh, cup because of it spent too much pocket money on FIFA and financial fair play. Fucking Max Rushton with his anti-Stimson Peterborough agenda. Just yeah, awful. I mean, yeah, financial doping is financial doping, mate. <laughs> so, you're what you're on this side, okay? Yeah, well, it is what it is, unfortunately. So, uh, good on the Look, boy. Look, after Chelsea's steep penalty that secretly ended up saving the club, I have to come down on the side of the law here. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow ended up with Chelsea netting about 200 million quid. Fantastic. I know. That um, transfer ban, man. Like, now we have Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech. It sounds like Kai Havertz is on his way, maybe, hopefully. Like, worked out for you. We are having the best summer I mean, but unfortunately, on the other side, guys, I I didn't mention that um, I had a test uh, two days ago, and I tested positive. What for, Chuck? 
bloody football fever. Oh, yeah, I've only got a positive is. result for football fever because <laughs> it's back in two bloody days. 48 oh. hours from now, I will literally be watching a Premier League match. Yeah, this is going to oh. drop on Wednesday, the, the day when t- two games, I mean, one in the afternoon. Who's heard of that on a Wednesday afternoon? No on one. On a Wednesday That's afternoon? Who. No one. <laughs> What's that? Ridiculous. A three o'clock Saturday game on telly? Yes. What's yes, that? Please. 7.45 on Saturday on BBC? Yes, please. What's that? <laughs> More games on Amazon Prime? Yes, please. <laughs> oh, Sky Free to Air? Yes, please. Football all every day. All the football. Football. <laughs> More than you can eat. All you can eat, football. <laughs> 100% positive. This is so good because Love Island comes back today, the Australian one as well, and it can piss off. Ian, give him a minute. He's almost done. He's, uh, you can tell he's breathing a little harder. Chuck, bring it home. Come on, baby. The sheen of sweat. Uh, so we are obviously in a very good mood because this is a good week for the first time in like three months or something. But we are going to, I mean, what? Like the point of this episode is going to be football in 48 hours. Let's catch people up. What's going on in the league? Where do things stand? It's been a long fucking time since anybody thought about the Premier League. Except for like, you know, simulated FIFA matches, whether they be children playing or myself watching them at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, this is true. 164 days since Brighton last won a competitive football match. There you go. Stats. So I did a bunch of research, uh, as is my want, and we're just going to kind of take it through with some numbers and some conversations about where we're at. We'll get everybody caught up right in time for the return of the league. So let's just jump right into it. As usual, if you are a Burnley or a Brighton or Watford or West Ham fan, uh, probably just turn off now because <laughs> we won't have anything nice to say. No, that's not fair. If you're a Burnley fan, don't worry. I'm not even going to mention your team. I didn't bother looking <laughs> anything up about you. No news oh, is good dear. news. Honestly. All right. Well, let's just jump into it then. Liverpool, top of the table. Here's where we stand. They had... Four losses in their last six matches. The unbeaten season was broken. They also got knocked out of the Champions League and the FA Cup, all within like a couple of weeks of lockdown. Oh, yeah. They were terribly out of form. I forgot about that. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four <laughs> losses in their last six matches after like being unreasonably overperforming their numbers. Um, <laughs> so they currently stand in first place with 82 points. That's 25 ahead <laughs> of second place. <laughs> They need six points to clinch the title, uh, which could happen against Man City. Should we just knock it on the head? Why have we bothered restarting? Just give it to us. I mean, we know Liverpool aren't going to win the league, so... (laughs) They are 99% (laughs) to win, according to 538. So you're saying 1%. (laughs) So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. There's There's a chance. chance. (laughs) Um, And notable people returning from injury post-lockdown. We have Jordan Henderson and Allison back between the sticks. That's actually a... Properly serious. Yeah, yeah, they're winning the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a big. That's I mean, that yeah. Allison's injury is the reason they got knocked out of the FA Cup in the Champions League. Like Allison's, yeah. Allison's injuries have been directly linked to them not playing that well this year. Like they should be further ahead. Yeah. No, they really shouldn't. Actually, they're twenty-two <laughs> points above the expectation. If you watch the games when Adrian was in goal, yes, they should. <laughs> well, fine, but their expected points are sixty. They are on 82 actual fucking points. They're 22 above the expectation. Okay. But their expected points are three points above what Man City have got now. So it's still, it's still fine. Their expected points are three, yes, but their expected points are three behind City's expected points. Strap in, boys. We're back. <laughs> oh, dear. That's the real quiz. 
Um, I did, though, to take a second away, I made a cool model that I'm excited about because it's the only, like, mathy thing I've done recently um, that has nothing to do with my job. And I came up with a way using XG to rate fixtures according to an opponent's likelihood of conceding and their own likelihood of scoring as well as the team's blah, 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 blah. A lot of math numbers happened. I have a number now that rates their remaining schedule. And Liverpool have the second easiest run-in. The second easiest? Second easiest, yes. Out of about 30, but it goes from negative to positive. Negative meaning bad, positive meaning good. They have a positive 17 schedule, which is the second highest. What does the range go go to and from so as we can judge that? Yeah, because there won't be an arbitrary unit of measurement because this is Oscar. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's, an, call it it's negative 30 It's on a 0 30. to 13 scale. No, we can call it the Oscar. That's fine. There's already something called an Oscar. It'd be quite confusing, wouldn't it? Is it well, yeah, but not a unit of measurement. <laughs> what if, like, how, how else right, do you, me- do you measure the Let's number call, okay, of the Academy Puente. orders? No. The- <laughs> That's bridges. That's just bridges. I can keep more than one thing in my... No, I can't keep more than one thing no, in my head at the same right. time, no, but that's fine. Okay, the Puente. So they're 17 positive Puente. That's too close to points, yes. isn't it? They have the second best schedule. That's really what it is. <laughs> Expected Puentes. <laughs> Made that way more complicated. <laughs> We're back, baby. So, Chuck, how many games will it take them to secure the title with six points remaining? Six combined losses or wins between them and City. So, first game, Everton win. Second game, Palace at Anfield. Palace win. What's the game after that one? Man City. Man Liverpool. City. Man City win. Gerard comes out of retirement, puts a shirt on, falls over. Slips. Yep. Chelsea win the league. Chelsea are not, I think, mathematically capable of winning the league, but I'll go with it. Let's go. I have a, I have a scenario for you guys that just got me fully erect under this camera right now. You can't see, but trust. But it did move up, yeah. Liverpool draw a few games, lose to City, and then the second wave happens sooner than expected, and football gets called off again. They abandon the season because this time around, there's just no way to get it in. And Peterborough win the Carabao Cup because Finley won it on FIFA. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If only. Yeah, I think that could genuinely happen because there's been, obviously it's very small uh, sample sizes, but something that's come out of the Bundesliga games is that the actual home field advantage percentage of wins has dropped massively. It's like a 20-odd point drop. So it's mad. So Palace playing at Anfield... I mean, we're shit at home anyway, so it makes no difference. Yeah, if anything, it's good for Palace. Exactly. But, yeah, Liverpool are still going to win the league. Only only if they get it in in time. I've got a suspicion that the Premier League just want to get Liverpool as champions and they're hoping that happens in a couple of games and be able to relegate people without arguments and then then they don't care. So it's just I just think they're trying to get as much over Mm. the line as they can. I mean, at the minute, all the testing's been good, but I mean, you only need one team to go, one postponement, and like Oscar says, there's no time, there's just no time, so you only need a match or two to get postponed, and the whole thing's got to go. I mean, there was the the Norwich player who is now tested positive, but under the government rules, I mean, luckily, because Norwich is shit, they never get near any of the opposition team anyway, but (laughs) there was no no direct interaction, apparently, with anyone else within two metres for 15 minutes or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, happy days. But the Should problem is, is there's still, I'm sure Oscar will come into it, like the race for Europe, which, you know, there's a lot of teams falling over each other in this in this race. Um, but it is so tight still that like... Yeah, and relegation. There's like one, two, seven teams 
yeah, it's a ridiculous pipe dream, but it's still feasible that Palace could get Europe, you know, with with not that many games to, to make up on, on teams that are much above them, right? Because I think we're one point behind Arsenal and two points behind Tottenham, and there's a couple of other teams dotted around that the same. So what you said, Ian, makes sense that there could be, they, they want to just get it wrapped up, but you know, if Liverpool don't win into win the next two games, basically there's going to be Premier League execs knocking on their, their door, going, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> exactly. We really want this just to be over." Yeah, yeah. you only need Definitely. yeah, you only need positive cases to ramp up a little bit, and they're going to be fucking sweating. So mm-hmm. many red cards for Man City going into that Liverpool match. There's going to be just just they're running out like twelve year olds because everybody gets sent off in the match before. The fix is in, boys. I'm telling you. Yeah. Speaking of Man City, let's move on because Liverpool. Anything? Any last? Words on Liverpool, really? They're good, overrated, but deserve the title, probably. Got rid of all their players in my FPL team. All right. Well, let's move on to City then. Man City, uh, going into the lockdown, had five wins in six, which is good, Ooh. but notably a loss to Man United, which they hate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they are on 57 points in second place, four ahead of Leicester, and as I mentioned before, 25 back from Liverpool. Uh, they are... They have no percentages according to 538 in any direction. They're gonna. They're not allowed to make the Champions League. Although if they are, they will. If they are, they will. <laughs> if they are allowed to, they will make it. Yeah, because Leicester are 95 percent, so City are definitely higher than that. But yeah, yeah. but they're not allowed to currently, so they have nothing to play for at all. They're six points below their expectation. Well, you, you say that, but the appeal's gone through now, so that's all done. All the parties were happy with the way it was handled by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. So Man City are happy with what they put forward and what they got back so far. UEFA must, I guess, would be as well. And then the, the ruling on that comes in the uh, second half of July. So Wow, so we're just waiting for a verdict and we've got to wait a month. A month, yeah. So, well, that's how so, long it takes the offshore accounts to process the funds that have yeah, been okay. transferred into UEFA officials. Yeah, yeah. It's allegedly. Money, yeah, money laundering is a long business. It takes Absolutely. a while. You know, you have to air dry it, and the bills Absolutely. never look as crisp as they did. Is that what you yeah. mean by money laundering? Well, I don't well really the know irony is now, because of all the coronavirus, is you do probably should launder your money. Wash your money, like just, like just generally. Um, I've always done that. Is that not, su- <laughs> no, not no. supposed to be? You've been paranoid you for a long time. You do is money laundering, then there's laundering your money. It's a very different oh, thing. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. The big storyline for City, I guess, other than the obviously the appeal, which we'll keep an eye on and we'll keep everybody updated with, um, is the return of Laporte, Sané, and Stones from injury. They are one of the three teams, really, who are like four teams? Three or four teams, whatever. They're really happy that they got a <laughs> random... Break obviously not because of the reason of it, but it is good for them that to get these players back for the run in, mm. especially Sane, who has not featured, I don't think, all season. Laporte played half a game because they tried to rush him back, yeah, and then was injured again. And now it doesn't he matter. did a he stupid tackle, again. he like lunged in on someone and then pulled something again. And you were just like the whole time you watched it happen, you're like, you're just going to injure yourself, you're just going to, and you're off injured. Um, but that's a huge, huge thing for them, yeah, him and Sane, less uh. More detrimental than beneficial, John Stones is also back, but you know <laughs> they could always just bench him, and that won't matter. Yeah, I mean he played well with Laporte next to Laporte. Yes, he did. I'm making jokes. He's I, I wanted him at Chelsea. Yeah. I'm just salty that he didn't sign for us. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean I don't really know. I don't have much to say about City. They're kind of stuck in that weird limbo of nothing. Well, it's it's the kind of with the new rules coming back of being allowed five substitutes and yeah. you're allowed to name nine players on the bench. Question yes, I mark. believe nine is correct. Yeah. Yes, like Pep Roulette 
does it happen even more? Do we get screwed? Are there certain oh, yeah. players? Are there certain players that will still play? Because you have got people like David Silva, who is his captain and is leaving. Like he said, he's he's going completely at the yeah. end of his season. You know, he's got what? How many games it is now? Ten. Uh, how many does he play? You know, does he play a lot? Do they try to actually use some young players or just some players that they're going to buy? Do they get Leroy Sané in the shop window? Do they not play him that much because they want to sell him to Bayern or whoever, you know? It's a very complicated time. I do think that a lot of clubs, and Man City is one of them for sure, are going to treat this. We mentioned this months ago and weeks ago when we talked about it, Mm -hmm. but if it came back, I think a lot of clubs are going to treat this like a preseason. Man City have nothing to play for. No, I think they'd still they'd still like Pep is a big winner. Like he just wants to win everything, right? Like, sure, after- but if they can like not injure players and get people back in shape for potentially next season, if that does happen, like that would be good. Ease Sane in, get some minutes, do some rotation, give a little farewell tour to David Silva. I I guess what I'm saying is, if you have them in your fantasy team for the double game week, don't consider having them much longer than that until we see like really what the picture is. Or Leave them in your lineup, and then if they get rotated, they get rotated. That's just yeah. kind of the deal with Pep always anyway. Well, yeah, you know that they're going to get rotated, so it's whether you know because of more subs that there's more of a chance of them coming in for both, you know what I mean? That's why you can get more of them because there's a higher chance that they will name a strong bench and, and make those subs at least. Yeah, it's the same for... Every, if we're talking fantasy football, I mean, it's the same for every other team. So I don't really see what the you know issue is. You, you, That's true. You just want yeah. good players, don't you? I would think that Liverpool, until they secure the title, are going to run their A squad out aggressively and like yeah. really, really push to have those. And I think the teams that are in with stuff to play for, like Chelsea, Man United, Wolves, and Sheffield, mm. and the relegation teams, are going to put strong I, teams out. I also honestly think Liverpool won't suddenly take their foot off the gas. They, they've got a chance to be a sort of record-breaking season. I mean, they're going to yeah. they're competitive. These are competitive people. We're you know we're going to see. Liverpool go all out to get individual records, team records, wherever possible. They're gonna, they're gonna go all out. I'm sure. I mean, you've, they've not got the Champions League to worry about. They've not got anything. You know, they're gonna go all out. I'm sure of it. Klopp's competitive. You know, you've got a, t- a team of people who are elite athletes. They're gonna want to win spectacularly. I'm sure of that. Mm. I think you need to be careful with injuries, though, right? Like even with the extra, you see that in the German league, even with the extra substitutes, there's already like a huge wave of people pulling muscles and like yeah, again, hamstring I, apocalypse over Accepted, it. yeah. But I just think we're not going to see what some people seem to think we're going to see of a second 11 coming out. It's Oh, like, no, 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 no. I think it's going to be a lot more like eight guys you know and three guys you're Fair surprised enough. by. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Speaking of teams with Kind of, sort of, something to play for, but not really. Uh, Next up, we have Leicester. Leicester, in their five matches going into the lockdown, had two draws, two losses, and a win. So not great form. Mm -hmm. Um, To the point where I read this story and it made me highly entertained. Brendan Rodgers required that they watch The Last Dance, Michael Jordan's sports documentary, to get their mentality correct. (laughs) That's so Brent. I love it. I'm surprised Brendan Rodgers didn't record his own version of it to pretend that he was Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's just for masturbating. He doesn't share that with anybody. Do you reckon he printed off a whole file and called it The Last Dance as well and just sent it out <laughs> to all the players? Yeah, Amazing. Um, they are in second place on 53 points, but five ahead of their expectation, which should be 40. That expectation would have them in sixth. 
It's Jamie Vardy, mate. Jamie Vardy. Still on for, are you on yep. for the Golden Boot? Uh, still with 19 this year. Uh, so that's yes. kind of his own personal he'd want to. Because didn't he... Uh, something about an injury? No, maybe not. Because... He was kind of injured in like the week before, but he had a knock. He was like a doubt, and now he's like fully healthy. Yeah, because they gave up the lead to Man City, like like you just said. From what was it? Two losses, two draws, and a win was it their last yeah. five? Like, yeah, that's that's less than good. Um, but they are ninety five percent to make the Champions League, which is great. Uh, and going back to that schedule thing I was talking about, they have a decent run in Man City's schedule is the top one by far. Oh, is it? Okay. They have a 28 rating. The next best was Liverpool at a 17. So Man City's schedule is outrageous. I mean, they are also not to pick holes in the system or whatever, but wouldn't. So, but the best team just always has the best schedule because they just should well, be yes, everyone Well, yes, that anyway, is true. Mm-hmm. To an extent. Yes, I mean, the model does show that too. Like, the top schedules are the yeah. teams that are good because they don't really struggle against anybody, which is what the data is going to show. It's more like the mid-teams, like a Man United or an Arsenal or a Tottenham. But we'll get to those guys. Um, but City has the best one. Leicester with a 6.4, so it's still a positive number, which means it's a it's a better schedule than not. Yep. But not massively great. So that's something to keep an eye on because they're only five ahead of Chelsea and eight ahead of Man United. So they are catchable, but they're 95% to make the Champions League. Again, I think that includes the, like... You only need fifth for the Champions League. If it was you only need fourth, it, there's a better chance that they'd get caught. But yeah, um, notable injury: Ricardo Pereira is still out. So whoever his backup is is going to be cheap and playing for FPL purposes um, because he did his knee like very shortly before the lockdown. It was like a pretty recent injury, and he's out. I seems so, because he he's important to them, and that if you're saying he did, I, I must admit I didn't know. When he was injured, but if you're saying that was relatively recent, I mean their form. I think it was his ACL or like his knee exploded or something. So he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a doubt to even start next season. Yeah, he changes how they he changes how they defend. So yeah, okay. No, and he's one of the most creative fullbacks in the league, and that's saying a lot in a league with a lot of very good creative attacking fullbacks. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge loss for them. Um, potentially something to keep an eye on, but otherwise. You know, not much doing with Leicester. They're pretty comfortably in that third place, um, which takes us to, you know who? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> here we go. They're back. They're back on Sunday, so they have a little bit of extra rest before the one, the only Chelsea Football Club, baby. Right, right. Two wins, two draws, and a loss in their last five. Although that included getting wrecked by Bayern in the first leg of the Champions League tie, but they are on forty-eight points in fourth. Their expectation would have them on 56 points in third, so basically exactly switched with Leicester. Um, So they're eight points off that pace, but they are 79% to make the Champions League. Obviously, that number, if City are allowed to go to the Champions League, goes down significantly because then they would be in a two-horse race with Man United. Mm -hmm. Um, But as of now, they're a comfortable 79%, and they have the fourth easiest run in at a 13 Um, No one particularly injured, although Callum and Conte are question marks given their training situations is Kante still refusing basically to train no he's back in training with the full team and he played in the warm-up match against QPR yesterday he didn't play the full 90 but he played um so he's around for sure yeah he must be available then but he's a little behind in terms of the like fitness so he might not play in the first couple of matches but he's there but also and he was injured right before as well as Callum so they do technically count as returning Mm -hmm. even a three-quarters fit 
Kante is is fine. It's phenomenal. (laughs) Absolutely. It's fine. Although we have so much midfield depth. So listen to all these returning players. Kovacic had been out for a while before the break. He's back. Yeah. (laughs) Kante is back. Tammy had been out for a while and he's back. We had been playing Giroud in important matches. Callum is back, Ruben is back, Ruben! and Pulisic, who hasn't played since January, is back. Pulisic so, still won't play. You know what Lampard's like with him. He'll just be like, yeah, 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 go over there, do some running, Keep mate. him hungry. Keep, keep him hungry. Just keeping him motivated. <laughs> no, 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 I'm keeping him hungry. Um, keep feeding him the hot dogs. Those are like signings, man. Kovacic, Kante, yeah. Tammy, Pulisic, Ruben, and Callum Hudson-Odoi all returning from injury. From long-term injuries. On top of the players we already have. It's going to be a good fucking time to be a Chelsea fan. It for sounds next tasty. Week. Yeah, it sounds tasty. It really does. I got to say, that squad, like running a full squad, our, I posted on my Twitter like a couple of weeks ago, our starting 11 and then our backup 11. And we and we talked about this like going into the season. We have a crazy good squad with a fully good enough to, I don't know, make the Europa League probably, especially this year, B squad. So I don't worry too much about the fixture congestion, especially with everybody healthy. No. Um, and the mood around the club is just po- is like super positive. Transfer ban, man. Transfer ban. Best thing, best thing to ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> Secretly, <laughs> yes. I told, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure someone go back and check. I'm pretty sure I said that at the time. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just super excited to watch Chelsea. I got nothing else to say other than Ruben. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I am washing all my Chelsea jerseys because I will be doing nothing but wearing Chelsea jerseys for the next six weeks every day. So much football. I have enough if I keep them clean. Um, Ruben and Pulisic. I don't know. What else you got? Nothing else. Nothing Timo else. Verder coming in the offseason. Hakim Zayek coming in the offseason. Let's fucking do this. I mean, Chelsea had been doing that thing where they were between 75 to 80% to make the Champions League for weeks at a time because they would win. Then they would lose. But when they lost, the other teams in the conversation would also lose. And it just kind of kept happening and happening and perpetuating. So, yeah, because you know, picking right back up where we left off. Everyone is shit. Because everyone is shit. Speaking of, next up in the table, we have Manchester United uh, at fifth place, three points behind Chelsea. But remember, fifth place as of now does make the Champions League. So like, maybe the better comparison is that they are two points clear of everyone else. Um, they are the fourth best team in the expectation, currently underperforming by seven points. Uh, they would, in expectation, be on 52. They are 75% to make the Champions League. Again, that's because of the fifth place thing. If City get that ban revoked, then Chelsea and Man United are basically in a two-horse race. Um, and they also have two very notable returning from injuries people, and that is Paul Pogba and Marcus fucking MVP of the world <laughs> and the lockdown and everything else, Rashford. Never, never had a bad word to say about him. Do we stand Rashford now? Are we like Rashford Funny. fans? I started that weird joke going on Twitter for weeks where I would just pick like boring tweets and in all caps shout like, not now, Marcus. <laughs> he was doing he was doing the most vanilla fucking footballer tweets you could think like, of. Like, hey, how is everyone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just I- literally that was one of them. Hi guys, what have you been doing? And then and then it was it was almost like uh he wanted someone to ask of like Oh, we're not really doing much. What are you doing, Marcus? I'm feeding the fucking nation. <laughs> I'm feeding all the kids because the government came out and said, ooh, footballers, what are you doing? So I slapped my dick on the counter and went, bitch, what are you fucking doing? Oh, nothing? Recognise, Marcus Rashford is a fucking hero. I yeah, mean, we stand. I, I thought we were going to have to do some sort of apology to Marcus Rashford because, yeah, we'd been slightly taking the piss out of him and then it turns out he's fucking brilliant. But what we're saying is that we motivated him to do better. 
Correct. Yeah. Yes, Good. it was all, it was all us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because literally goes from asking how everyone's doing to writing a letter to MPs saying, feed your fucking school kids. Feed <laughs> kids. Like, feed kids. Me. Feed. Why is there any pushback from this? Why is there a problem? Why are <laughs> there people shit. saying the government shouldn't do it? Why go up to this child and say, you can't eat today. Go do it. Go do it, you bastards. You can't, can you? You pricks. Go stand next to your statues, you fucking wankers. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. There we go. So, yeah, we love Marcus Rashford now. Is, uh, yeah. Speaking of statues, do we know if Zlatan is like... <laughs> oh. Were they just ahead of the game with that? or <laughs> Good point. Unrelated. Oh. Unrelated. I didn't even thought of that. Ain't nobody fucking defending that statue. Yeah, no one Trendsetters, man. Trendsetters. <laughs> no toilet seats. Cutting the feet off. If you start to see toilet seats on statues around, then you know you know the that's Swedes a, were yeah. there. That's a proper protest. Yeah, I, that's definitely my favorite thing was the toilet seat because <laughs> that means someone took it off their yeah. toilet at home or went to like Home Depot or whatever the British ver- or be Swedish IKEA, version IKEA, is. Wouldn't it? It'd just be IKEA. <laughs> yeah. They probably put IKEA, it together yeah, themselves. Of course, yeah, yeah. Probably put their toilet seat together themselves. They could. Probably understand the instructions because you know it, it was a flat pack statue to start with, so <laughs> they just knocked the toilet seat up. Um, yeah, that's the best thing about Man United. <laughs> uh, oh, one one notable thing that I have in my notes that I forgot to say. Go Sorry on, to interrupt. They do have good fixtures. Uh, in their last five, they had three wins and two draws, but they completed the league double over both Man City and Chelsea. So they were coming into the break with quite a bit of form. And the question is, will they be able to pick that up again? Let's not forget. This Man United side are always like they can only beat teams that are above them. So they they only <laughs> beat Newcastle way back because Newcastle went above them by going one nil ahead. I think. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I then all of a sudden Good they recall. went, "Oh shit, we we beat teams that are above us." And then they just went, "Kapow." Yep. But I mean, um, Bruno Fernandez has changed how they play. I, I genuinely think Man United have got a lot to be positive about. Yeah, it's really it, annoying. It, it is annoying, but they... they I they came are. so close to putting three Man United players in my FPL team. Ooh, no, not that. Yeah, well, because... <laughs> so so the only reason... I, like, I've kept Aubameyang in because yep. just I can't bear to get rid of him. Even just the fact that Arsenal are playing Brighton, never mind double fixture against Man City <laughs> or whatever. But, like, I want him straight out for Rashford. And then... But then Tony Marshall is always mm. great when Rashford's back. Yes. Yeah. And Bruno Fernandes. Martial in the midfield is the move. So I was like, I could easily, just without even thinking, I was like, holy shit, I've got three Man United players, but they're actually good. I don't think it's a bad shout at all. Mm. Who, I don't know who their like, director of football or general manager or whatever they call it there is. There is none. Famously, that is the problem. It is Oli Solskjaer and Edward Woodward. I was going to say, Woodward runs the show and he's uh, CEO, isn't he, well, or something? Yeah. last summer they went out and spent... 80 million on Harry Maguire and however much on Wan Bissaka. And they have the. billion dollars. There you go. Maybe. About as much as we spent on Timo Werner. And they went from a horrible defense to like the second or third best in the league on underlying numbers. Mm. Um, and then in the winter, they were like, you know what we need? We need a midfielder who can pass and create. And they got Bruno Fernandez, who doesn't do much else, but he does do passing and creating really well. And it worked. It's crazy when you identify a problem and then you go out and sign someone that will fix that problem. And then that problem is fixed. Arsenal and Tottenham should take fucking notes. No, they shouldn't. (laughs) No, they shouldn't. (laughs) Arsenal's like, what if we sign a 29-year-old number 10? Will that help us? We should probably (laughs) sign another winger. That'll help us. Why not? Why not? 
Oh. <laughs> just exasperation. It's, it's good to be back. I'm just happy. I like, yeah. I like when you're getting exhausted about things that you should just no, be no, laughing no, no, about. Like you're, getting, you're always getting angry about Tottenham Arsenal being shit, and I'm, I question. <laughs> no, no. I question why you're here. Apparently that was a happy side. It was a happy side, yes. It was just like a... I'm not sure it came across. <sighs> so was that you skipping Wolves and Sheffield United? <laughs> no. Because that feels unfair because the two teams that are actually... I mean, there's, you know, once you look at the top half of the table, there's a couple of teams that deserve to be there. And yes. Lord knows Tottenham and Arsenal aren't. But <laughs> Wolves and Sheffield United definitely deserve mentions. Yes, Wolves especially. Shout out Wolves who have the fifth highest. They're ahead of Leicester on expected points. Um, so they're really, wow. they're good. They're just good. And they're only two points short of Man United. So they could very much still be in that Champions League conversation. 538 has them only at 23% because Man United's underlying numbers are so good. And the schedule is not particularly kind to Wolves. I mean, I used, I did, I, I done a thing. I done a thing and I used, uh, it's the very crude system of using just the, uh, what fantasy premier league, right? What they use for their, um, fixture difficulty. Yeah. And if you, if you put those together, three, three teams are joint first for the easiest in brackets schedules, Manchester United, Tottenham and Wolves. Tottenham, really? Mm. Oh, well, I guess because it assumes that they're better than people, which they are not. <laughs> which they are probably not. No. Um, but yeah, actually, since you mentioned it, Man United have an even better run in than Chelsea, so that's the only slightly concerning thing. They have the third best mm. run in, according to my model as well. Um, but Wolves, they have an okay run in, but not the best. Yeah, I don't know. I have, I have nothing to say about Wolves. We like Mr. Beefy Boy himself. Mr. Beefy Boy. <laughs> Would we like to see fun teams? We yes, like to see Wolves. Wolves are a fun team. Sheffield United are a fun team. As much as I might have said that they'd be shit. But let's not go into that. I mean, let's exactly go into that. Speaking of Sheffield United, <laughs> they're <laughs> next. Uh, they are also on 43 points, two behind Man United. Uh, less favorable in the underlying numbers. They are 10th unexpected in, on 39 points. Um, and they are only 11% to make the Champions League, even though, again, they're level on points with Wolves. Uh, and given my model that takes into account their actual quality of play and whatnot, they have a negative 0.8 for their remaining schedule. So almost even, pretty neutral, uh, but technically negative. But I think the most notable thing about Sheffield, other than their crazy system that we love, the Magic Roundabout or whatever we're calling it at this point, I forgot. Uh, Inverted is- fullbacks. Yes, there you go. Um, they had only two defeats in their last thirteen matches played before the break. Oh, that's the thing. They were they went into the break in red hot, really good form. Yeah, I mean they would have been gutted to lose that momentum. And those two defeats were against Man City and Liverpool, so no shame in yeah, that. Yeah, fully expected. Yeah, I mean, God, their their season's been unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. And with a, like you say, a, a play system that's been really interesting to watch and as. Mm not been found out like usually no. if a team comes in with a different slightly different way of playing half a season gets found out not you know apparently not then yeah and they play two defenders up front and they've conceded the second least amount of goals in the league how does that work I mean, you've got to have Tell, a... No, Ian, uh, tell me. How, how, how does it work? I don't know. How do they <laughs> occupy the space at the opposite end of the pitch? But you you have to have players with a level of intelligence that maybe a lot of players wouldn't have because it's like they're sort of... I'm not comparing them to 
uh, 1970s Holland or whatever, but you're looking at a total football scenario where everybody needs to know everyone's job mm. incredibly well so as they can either do it for them if they're bombing up the field or whatever. You know what I mean. You've got to have a level of intelligence if you're playing in a system like Sheffield United's. I'm not comparing it to 1970s Holland, but I'm saying you have got to have a level of intelligence and they've showed it so far. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Sheffield United are better than 70s Holland team. Chris Wilder shits on Johan Cruyff. Genius. Yeah, Johan Cruyff is an underrated, overrated prick and Baldock. Johan Cruyff is a poor man's Chris Wilder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you think All it's right. fear? Is it fear? Chris Wilder's quite a scary man, so it's just like you, it's need, just fear. To, you yeah. need to be there. <laughs> Fucking get there. Do that, you c. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Not often you get the bleep. Go. Uh, Lundstrom for the FPL? You guys bringing him back in? Straight in. Fuck Straight in. in. <laughs> right. I'm not. Because... Forget about how much he didn't play and how much he didn't do anything. Yeah, for that's about the, the thing. Last he didn't play. Minutes. Yeah. Forget he wasn't being it. picked. He wasn't being picked before the break, so it's yeah. not an option. Well, for him. he scored two goals the other day, so there you go. Good for him. Get him in. Four point nine. He's not. He doesn't even count as a defender, does he? Really? Like every time I go to put him in the team, I'm like, oh, I really shouldn't have three Sheffield United defenders. I'm like, actually, he's basically a <laughs> he's forward. He's not a defender. Yeah, he's a forward. No, I don't think it's a bad decision putting him in. What I'm saying is that I'm bench boosting week one. I don't want any doubts. So I'm trying to just eliminate anyone who might... Two games, mate. Two games in three days. He's playing some. He probably is, yeah. He probably is. Okay. He's going to score a hat-trick and you're going to be so Almost mad. definitely. And I'm going to be so fucking salty about so it. So mad. Yeah. And those of us free-hitting and having him for the double are going to be very happy. <laughs> very happy. Um, and Arsenal? Tottenham? Arsenal? Yeah, no. Tottenham. Let's move on to Tottenham then. Tottenham are currently in eighth place <laughs> on 41 points. <laughs> They are still somehow overperforming despite that because their expectation has them on 38 points in 12th. Um, they are 10% to make the Champions League, so I guess still technically in the conversation. They're only four points behind Man United, but they're not good. So that kind of throws a wrench in that. Um, they have a pretty neutral schedule at 0.2 remaining. But going into the break, they had three losses in a row. And two of those were against Chelsea and against Wolves. They could have been in third place yeah. as close to like three weeks before, right? If they had beaten Chelsea, they would have been in third place. They were starting to put a little bit of something together, but like, you know, they weren't great. But you wonder now, because we said we were saying before about Mourinho, right? With The way he plays it is he's not going to play youth. He's not going to support players. He'll leave people out to dry and go, look, you need to spend all this money. Give me this money. So where every other team is currently saying oh, we're going to play this young player and these young players and they're all part of the, the main squad and get in. What happens with Tottenham? Well, like, do you think that happens? Do you think he... Or, or do you think he just still runs out the same 11, only makes two substitutions because he's like, these other players aren't even worth using. <laughs> and then just gets injury, 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 injury. Well, you've mentioned injuries. They actually have, other than Chelsea, arguably the best or second best list of people coming back from long-term injuries or missing for various reasons pre-break because they are getting back Harry Kane, Son, okay. Sissoko, and Bergwine, who were all out for various reasons long-term going into the break, and now they're fine. So those are some very, very good names, and also Sissoko. 
<laughs> nice. It's going to be interesting to see Kane now he's had some sort of break. His I first mean, break in his whole career, bro. Yeah, literally. This is his first time he's had a couple of months off. It's well, going to be really interesting to see if he still plays as a defensive midfielder like I mean, he fucking was been. injured. So yeah, I accept that, but still. He's had lots he's probably, of injury breaks. It, it, they were talking about him potentially being fit for the start of the Euros. I, all are I'm you saying, saying is... Are you trying to say this is why football's coming back early is because you need to get Harry Kane back in because this is the only way they can rush him back? Before his other injury, that then takes him up to Euro 2020 reschedule for next fit year. For Euro 2021, yeah, exactly. Is yeah. that, is that although, the conspiracy theory you're starting in? Although it's still Euro 2020 because they've already made all the merch, so it's still Euro 2020. <laughs> no, it's just everywhere. There'll just be like a little bit of electrical tape over it, just as a one. No, it's, seriously, they're still calling it Euro are, 2020 yes, next that year. That is 100 percent a real yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's still going to be branded as 2020. And I'm convinced it's just because there's a warehouse of T-shirts and shit. Oh, 100%, that's why, yes. Good, right. And they don't want to have to pay the slave labour to do it again, or...? (laughs) I mean... Well, look, paying anything. The whole world might just decide to do 2020 over again when uh, December 31st we're like, no, it's not 2021, (laughs) fuck it. None of that shit counted. Where's the person who changes all the calendars? There must be someone who can just go, you know what, I'm not putting a one in that column. Let's (laughs) fuck it off. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Y2K this shit. Is Harry Kane going to be good though? No. Or is he done? Is he like fully the the injuries have just ruined him? I've... I've always been in the done camp, but this is going to be interesting just to see after a couple of months break, it is going to be interesting. But I, I personally think knee, ankle, it's it's all just done. And how many fucking times with the ankle over and over and over yeah. again? Like it's, he has no explosiveness left. Oh God, it's, this is so nice. I'm talking shit about Harry Kane. Yes. Oh, back. I'm back, baby. Speaking about talking shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Harry Kane's still going to suck, but let's go on. Ninth place. <laughs> Adam P. Back as a human punching bag. <laughs> um, as shit. much as I want to jump right into the punches, which I will be there in a second, but I should say they had eight unbeaten going into the break and three wins on the bounce. So they were picking up a bit of form to get back into the conversation. Hashtag Invincibles. Ninth is a huge improvement from where they were previous like before that little run um flying high arsenal all the way up to ninth place really good for them <laughs> still won the same number of games as newcastle <laughs> <laughs> they are on oh. 40 points in the expectation 37 the expectation has them on 14th <laughs> oh my god um, but they are still somehow five percent to make the champions league and again, partially that's because of the fourth place thing. I don't really know. They have a negative 4.2 schedule rating from me, which is 13th. So they do not have a good run in coming up at all. Um, but they are getting Terrera and Tierney back. Tierney could help their defense, question mark, if anyone, if that's even a possible thing. I don't know. And Terrera is <laughs> really good. I got to say, as far as Arsenal yeah. players go, the ones that I would take at Chelsea are few and far between. But Terrera is real good. He's a little fucking pit bull. Like he's an animal. Yeah, the sort of thing that's been missing from Arsenal for years, yeah. Mm. It's just a shame that what will inevitably happen is uh, because we've done, we we looked at like some of the contracts that are expiring this year because of the weirdness and who potentially couldn't play. And it's not really much notable, but next year, like Aubameyang's contract is up, 
and a couple of other Arsenal players. And you can just see all of these players just disappearing on a free again. Maybe, I don't know, to like Man United or to Chelsea and just being way better. Look, man, they don't miss that guy who went to Juventus whose name I'm forgetting at all. Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey, there it is. Aaron yes. Ramsey, who's, who's supposedly coming back to play for Tottenham. Is he really? I hadn't heard that. That would be Rumors. delightful. Oh, man. Juicy. Juicy rumor. Very juicy. That'd be hilarious. A juicy dangler there. <laughs> Which means, I mean, unless there's anything else to say about Arsenal, but they're not going to do shit and they suck. Who's the Arsenal manager again? Arteta. Arteta, yes. He he actually is like the reason that the lockdown happened, right? Basically. Yeah, yeah he caught the Rona. He caught the Rona <laughs> and the whole, that was the first time that the UK government was like, oh wait, this is this is not good. A Premier League manager has it? We should do something about this. Mikel Arteta is the linchpin in this whole, <laughs> in the chronology. Like when they go, when in 50 years time, when I'm having to go in to speak to my great grandchildren's class about this is what happened in 2020, there'll be a chronology that comes up and it will say, and this is when a Premier League manager said they had it and they went, oh shit, maybe we should do something. I mean, it was like hours after him saying he had it that they were like, yeah. oh fuck, season's off. <laughs> the day before that, they were going, no, this it's all going to be fine. It's all going to go ahead. Like, you know, and then he got it. I, I like that idea, Chuck, that you'll be talking about that as a historical mm-hmm. thing. Like, like, when, like when our grandparents had to come in and talk to us about getting evacuated. Yeah. So Mikel Arteta is Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, right. There's going to be a hipster, like, post-punk band called Mikel Arteta <laughs> in 30 years. Yeah, I think so. Art do you want to, do you, do you want to play for Arsenal? No. no I know no, the answer's no. No, 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 no. Um... Speaking of London clubs that no one wants to play for and are overperforming their numbers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yes. How dare you? Do you want to play for Palace? Um I mean I'd like to. In spirit, yes. In talent, not so much. Not so much. Alright, well, Crystal Palace currently in eleventh place, but still somehow. Despite being in 11th place in the conversation, Only nine points off Chelsea in fourth. Yes, and only six points off fifth. So potentially in that Champions League conversation. (laughs) Um, Although the 538 model and my model don't love them um, because their expectation is 30 points. So they're nine above. They're 15th in the expectation, which would have them in the relegation conversation. Uh, And their remaining schedule is... Horrendous. Twelve points clear. It is atrocious. Twelve points clear. <laughs> oh, they travel to Liverpool, Wolves, and Leicester, and then they face at home Chelsea, win. Man United, win. and Tottenham. Win, lost, draw, win. Hold <laughs> <Called> it. <laughs> Let's go. We, Chuck, how we are you are, feeling about Palace? Uh, forgotten what it's like, but <laughs> the hope that kills you. Uh, we're only nine points off, I think. Our best Premier League finish ever. Lovely. Yeah. So that's, that's three, highly doable. That's three wins, and we play Bournemouth, Burnley, and I think we've still got to play Villa again. So that's three. We're gonna beat Liverpool at Anfield next week. Uh, Chelsea. It's yeah, at Selhurst, oh, which we'll I'll lose. never forget yeah, that, the name of that stadium again. We'll lose. <laughs> 
and then some other teams will play and then we'll qualify for Europe and then <laughs> European competitions will be suspended because of the second spike of coronavirus. Right. So, real talk, do you think that you guys will make the Europa League? No! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that, that, The problem is now is that you're at a state where you, like, all, all we've got, because we're in this second half season, like, it, it, it's kind of like a the Emirates Cup of the Premier League. Like, it's just nine games. It's really small. No one really knows what's going to happen and probably doesn't really mean anything because it's going to get cancelled. But, like, we can't really base what teams were like before because you have no idea. Because once you're in, like, the to and fro of the season, you know who's blessed with injury, like, who's cursed with injury, sorry, who's got good form, who's playing. Like, now everything's reset. Because I don't know how long the players have all been in like actual full training for. Is it like a week and a half, two weeks? What well, full contact training? Yeah, I mean, about, I think about ten so days. So it's like no so, yeah. wonder there's tons of injuries, and our team is like the oldest in the league. So you're getting Schlupp back though. That's good, right? Schlupp, Sacco, and Tompkins returning. Of those, Schlupp is the only one that's like particularly yeah, useful. Yeah, I mean, like we've got all of our players back, but inevitably by the end of the season. Sacco, Tompkins, and Scott Dan will all be injured. And then it would just be Mar- Martin Kelly running about on his own. <laughs> no love for Benteke scoring goals, bang hot in form right before the break? Uh, who was that against? Was it Arsenal? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody. Thanks. You guys had three wins on the bounce, bounce going into the break. Yeah, mate. What was that? Best form? Yeah, we should have won the league. <laughs> we, if you took it, you should have taken that. Like, for that was that was what they would have done: is taken the last three games, and that's who decides who wins the league, and we would have won it. Oh god, yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah, we'll get Europe. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, why not? Why not? And it'll be good because it's like Wilfred Zaha's last dance because he's basically gone. Rumors the PSG. I could see it. Why not? Madness, but yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Didn't Johan Kabay go play for them from you guys too? Not for we got him from PSG. He went from Newcastle oh, to PSG. He went from Newcastle, right, 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 right. From Newcastle to PSG, and then uh, from PSG to us, and then I think he was playing in Saudi Arabia. But now he's I don't know. He's a beautiful man, and he shares my birthday. Um, but yeah, Wilfred Zaha to PSG. Like I'd accept any other like country of team. Like he can play for whoever. I'm not really bothered, but I don't want to see him playing against us, and I want us to get lots of money. Ding. Hodgson is already talking about playing a lot of young players. I think he's going to treat it a bit like a preseason. I mean, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of those players that you know have been calling out for, but we play. No, we don't even make substitutes when there's three. So I don't think he's going yeah. to make any more. Maybe, but there's been a lot of players that they need to play now because they've they've invested so much money in the academy now. Like they've broken ground and 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 torn down a ton of old stuff to try and increase yeah. uh, the kind of draw of that because at the minute in terms of South London Palace is the biggest club around there but from very young a lot of players are more drawn to like a Chelsea Academy or other ones yeah. because just the infrastructure and everything you've got there is way better not necessarily that a lot of players that are there play for Chelsea obviously you do have those that go out on the, the loan army that we've said before or that just get moved about because that does happen but you need to ha- they need to have that bigger draw there and that's why a lot of the money is kind of built there, that Wilfred Zaha almost becomes a, right, this is the last time we want this kind of thing to happen where it's a bit of a battle and we have to rely on one great player 
And so, so they'll probably, they'll want to sell him on for big money so that they can invest a load of money in more Wilfred Zaha's that then therefore becomes a healthier model because apart from like the only notable sales I can ever, I can think of are Yannick Balassi and Aaron Wambasaka because Balassi went for like 27 million and Wambasaka was whatever it was, 45, 50 add-ons, etc. And so when, when you don't have that as part of your model, for, for developing your team, it it means that you kind of start to stagnate. And so I think it's it's probably a, a last chance for, for Zaha. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be wrong and see him playing. But, you know, if he, if he goes and plays with PSG, I'll buy a PSG shirt buy it with his name on the back. No fucking problem. <laughs> there you go. And this does seem like a good opportunity for Palace to do some stuff. 538 literally has them at 0% to make Europe or to make the Champions League and 0% to get relegated. So they're right in that middle area where it's like, we could do whatever we want and nothing matters. So we're in the amorphous blob of shit. Like, we're literally the epicenter of nothing. You are. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, well, we're going to skip over most of the blob of shit at this point. I'll very five seconds briefly mention Southampton in 14th place, only to say that they are five clear of Brighton and seven clear of relegation. So they are not actually in the conversation at all. Um, because they have so many teams that would have to catch up to them for them to fall down. Um, but then that does bring us to the portion of the episode that is about teams that I know almost nothing about because I mostly ignore them. And that is the relegation teams. Um, I'll kind of take these all together now, I guess, and l- just list. I'm not going to go too much into like who's where and their schedule and all that shit. They all have garbage schedules because they're all garbage teams. Um, but... Brighton, 19% for relegation. Watford, 25% for relegation. West Ham, 31% for relegation. And then the actual relegation zone as of right now. Bournemouth, 51% to go down. Aston Villa, 71% to go down. And Norwich, 95% relegated. Um, But there are only two points separating... Brighton in 15th with Bournemouth in 18th. So there's three clubs on 27, Brighton are on 29, and Villa, not that far behind, are on 25. So there are there is quite a few teams in that conversation. Yeah. Do we have to have that conversation or? No, I don't know. <laughs> Norwich are going down. Well, let's just talk. Let's talk about just how bad Brighton are because that will make <laughs> Chuck happy. Um, their yeah. form going into lockdown was. Shit. appalling and obviously because as you've said it's so many days without a win uh but i mean you you've got to hope that they don't come out of lockdown uh raring to go because they they went into lockdown so shit just toothless mm. attack so dull to watch just so <laughs> boring i think the issue is as well is with how quick how thick and fast the fixtures are like, I think a run of form either way could just get very... It could go very well very quickly or very bad very quick. Like, Definitely. Especially when you're looking at how tight the league is. And the squad depth down there is yeah. not as high at all. Like, that's a much bigger issue. You know, it's day by day because of the fact that there are fixtures every single day. Like, you, your position can change. So, you know, you could have what you think is, like, a really good result and, like, get a draw. You know, Brighton could get a draw against whoever, and then with a game the next team's playing, then they win and they catch up those points, and then all of a sudden those other teams get another win, and Brighton have got a game in hand, but now they're two points behind. 
You know what I mean? And it's that psychological yeah. thing of, fuck, it's just do, 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 and fight fight to the rest of the season. So, I mean, I can't wait to see him get relegated, but I'd also really love Bournemouth <laughs> to get relegated. So, and Watford, yeah. And there's probably about four teams that I'm happy. The more Villarreal. W teams we can get rid of, the happier I'll be. <laughs> yeah, better Too better many of you. them. Yeah. It's really yeah. confusing. I'm quite surprised you said West Ham are th- uh, on 538 are 31% to get relegated. I mean, I know... I know they're in the conversation, but they just old school just feel to me like a classic Premier League club. Didn't like they get David I'm, Moyes I'm back. surprised. I feel like David Moyes is there again. Is <laughs> I will say this from the model, just cursorily looking at the expectation numbers and the XG and the model and all that, just staring at the sheet in front of me. West Ham are the or West Ham and Aston Villa are the only two teams in that conversation that have actually overperformed to be in that place. Oh God! So right, I think that's okay, probably yeah. why the model, like West Ham, on the expectation are on twenty-five points in eighteenth, and one honorable mention, not the relegation conversation. Newcastle I guess not 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 getting bought again. Newcastle. It is about Newcastle. It's not about them not getting bought. They <laughs> okay. are in thirteenth place on thirty-five, very comfortably out of the relegation zone, but. They are the worst team in the league, according to the underlying numbers, so they get the cue the jingle. <laughs> Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Burnley of the season pre-lockdown, so <laughs> going into the new part of the season post-lockdown, because they should be in 20th on 22 points in the expectation should be being a loaded word. 13 points overperforming, so which is why they are nowhere near asterisk, the relegation conversation. Asterisk, God, you love putting so many different categories on stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I, when I say should, I already hear the anti-stats people going, what do you mean should? They scored the goal, they should have scored yeah, the we, goal. We lost, were... we lost the anti-stats people a long time ago, don't worry I about guess, that. fair enough. Uh, but, so, so Newcastle, based on expected points, would be bottom. Bottom, yes, as you <laughs> bottom. said. Bottom. <laughs> I didn't mean to Just say because it. I speak correctly. <laughs> yes. That you was fully that. by accident. But yeah, 20th place, 13 points less than they have right now. Um, they're still somehow 4% Ooh. to get relegated despite being on 35 points because they're so shit underlying that the model is like, uh, I can't say zero. I can't say zero. They're so bad. <laughs> they scored one less goal than Palace. That tells you everything. Yeah, Palace and Brighton are secretly like Freaky Friday body switched. Palace are on 39, <laughs> but the expectation has them on 30. Okay. Brighton are on 29, but the expectation has them on 38. So they're Ouch. basically switched, yeah, which is yeah. delightful as fans of Palace and people who don't like Brighton in this room. One fan, two ca- kind of, sort of, I guess, wish well on you. Yeah. Mm. And that's where we're at. God, it's been delightful just to talk about football and the impending actual football happening. Amazing. I can't wait. Do you guys want to talk FPL a little bit? We did put up a poll for the club. We, we, wild card. we decided we took we signed an executive order to uh, bench boost, uh, no matter what. So we put up some suggestions. Uh, the mixes in the teams are, hmm, yeah. I mean, spot which one is Oscars. Well, Chuck, the reason I have so many Chelsea players in my suggestion, which is currently winning, is because I've been doing some number shit because I'm bored. So I made an FPL model, I made a fixture tracker Raider model thing, and we put that out, we shared it with the Patreons, so potentially if you want to get in on that, you know, hop on the Patreon. 
Um, good time for that. Yes, because someone forgot to not charge the Patreons, didn't they, good, Ian? Good point. Good point. Um, so, yeah, I didn't press the button that said don't charge the Patreons, uh, and uh, we charged the Patreons. Don't know how that happened. Literally um, hours after a released episode saying yeah. we weren't going to charge you. Yeah. So, I've already pressed the button to make July free. So there's another free month now when there actually will be FPL pods and uh, potentially other match analysis type things on the Patreon that you can get for free for another month because I fucked up. Uh, so yeah, you can get on patreon.com slash pod. I've already done... My FPL pod was nearly 10 minutes long this this week. I was wow. so, so happy to be back. It was a lengthy one. What she I, said. It, it was a joyous thing. I just went through my bench boost team and talked about how great it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there's going to be... Uh, Oscar, you were talking about potentially doing... Because we've got matches thick and fast. You were talking about potentially getting on and doing the odd sort of quick match analysis thing. Yeah, maybe like a five-minute thing yeah. as the matches go. Because we're, we're going to be recording once a week, but two game weeks will have happened by then. Yeah, we're not going right? to be able to... So there's going to be just so cover much. every game. Yeah. Yeah, so I might just drop like a 10-minute thing after the matches... I make no promises whatsoever. No, absolutely, but that'd be fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, every once in a while, especially if it's like a good game, I'll be like, I'll hop in and be like, oh my God, this happened, this happened, here's some numbers, here's some stuff. Yeah, if you're obviously win and Pulisic scores, it will be five minutes of just USA chanting, Greg <laughs> Oscar cheering. Yes, that is absolutely 100% correct. But yeah, there's a lot with the Patreon going on in July. Um, we're going to be posting a ton of stuff. Like I said, I made those two models. One of them rates players as fantasy options taking yeah. into account a bunch of different stats and it basically just gives you a number um, of how good they are and then the other one is the fixture rater that i made that then i applied to fpl to see which teams have the best seasons it rates week by week their attack um rating from negative five to positive five negative five is the worst possible matchup positive is the best possible matchup but it rates the matchups for each team for every game week for both attack and defense, as well as an overall score for the entire fixture. So there's a lot of info there for people who want to jump in and just have that as a resource. I just did it because I was bored and I like doing stuff in spreadsheets because it's fun. Spreadsheets! Um, but it is there and people have already been kind of messaging and being like, this is really useful. Thank you. So another reason to hop on the Patreon. And the reason I have so many Chelsea players. In my suggestion, because I just used the model to make a team, and the model loves Chelsea players because they're cheap, they have a great schedule, they're the third best attack. Yeah, but you made the model. I made the model, but I did not look at, like, names. It's name blind when you're making it. That's how mm. stats work. And then mm. all of a sudden, you know. I do not believe you. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about the Patreon, uh, we have got a new patron. New patron... And I am going to butcher it. It looks Scandinavian. Simen uh, <laughs> or Simen? Norheim. Simen. Spell S I M E N. That's just. Simon. Um, that means just there's, more, there's just more, more of him. It's right. not one Simon. It's, <laughs> oh, it's many a plural of Simon. Simon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Simon Norheim. Uh, comes in at the stats robot level, so he can get all those new pods. He can get on the Slack. He can get the uh, the models for the FPL. Uh, mm. The only other thing he contributes to is another FPL podcast. So he's clearly a fantasy football player. He loves it. So get on board. Like like. Do so we know men. what country he's from? No, unfortunately not. So you can't you can't Google 
how to say something in his language. Well, I'm going to assume that he's Swedish because I already Googled it and I want to do this. It'll it'll be Norway. It'll be Norway because they love the FPL. All right, I can can change that about the FPL. Do you not remember from when you did Norwegian before? Yeah. I didn't actually learn it. (laughs) You didn't learn the language. Clearly, I can't pronounce any of the words. He might not even be Norwegian. I've just said it. But all right. Well, if he is, all I have to say is hi og velkommen. There you go. Lovely. Hi og velkommen. That's actually pretty easy because it's words I know. You need hi to. <laughs> we do well in Norway. We do well in Malaysia as well. But you've never spoke any Malaysian. Oh, I could fix that real quick. <laughs> no, we can't because it's time for fixtures. So much football. With oh my back. god, there's fixtures. <sighs> fixtures. Um, caveat. I said that there's football every day. Just realised there's no football on Thursday. No, that's that's about the only day. <laughs> the, the second day, there's no football. Uh, <laughs> you already depressed just because there's one day off. Yeah, this is ridiculous. They just had how many days off? Why do they need another one? I, you know, they're one day into it and they're already backing off of their promises. They're letting us down. <laughs> honestly, it's lazy. Oh, jobs. Um, Wednesday, the seventeenth of June. At six, this is what's so great. Uh, Now I don't just have to say, oh, the three o'clock games. Everything is on TV here. Everything. Oh, so good. You can watch all of these games. (laughs) All of them. Um, We start off, of course, with Aston Villa, Sheffield United. The fuck are you playing at? 12 weeks of no football. And you give us. Sorry, go on. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) From way up there, is it crystal clear? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah Aston Villa, well, that sums it up. <laughs> then we get, at 8.15, interesting, uh, Man City, Arsenal. Then Thursday, no football. Boo. Boo Thursday, boo. Friday, 19th of June, Norwich versus Southampton at 6 o'clock. Boo Stem Friday, Spurs, boo. Man United at 8.15. Saturday, 20th of June, 2020. 12.30, Watford, Leicester, 3 o'clock, a 3 o'clock football game on telly. Brighton, <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> Never mind. Like, all these firsts are killing us. Uh, then West Ham Wolves at, at 5.30, at 7.45. first Premier League game Ever. in history to be shown on BBC Sport. And incidentally, this fixture was also the first Premier League game to ever be shown on Amazon Prime. And we won that one, is Bournemouth <laughs> Crystal Palace. Uh, we also won that game with 10 men, so fuck you, Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> he remembers. Sunday, he 20... never forgets. Jeff Schlupp. Uh, Sunday, 21st of June, 2020. Uh, this is taking so long. Why can't they just all be at the same time? <laughs> you don't really need to do this. It's Newcastle, just Sheffield United, then Aston Villa, Chelsea, then Everton, Liverpool, and the friendly... <laughs> the friendly derby. Um, and on Monday, 22nd of June, Man City, Burnley, but we'll be recording that day, possibly, and then the next day there's football, and do we preview that now, because we know the episode's <laughs> not going to be out before, because nah, then it's nah. Leicester, Brighton, Spurs, West Ham, Man United, Sheffield United, oh, Newcastle, God, Villa, no. Norwich, Everton, Wolves, Bournemouth, Liverpool, Palace, Burnley, Watford, Southampton, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City. Yeah, there's games, there's games, yeah. That's until Thursday. Then what? Oh, there's another day off. Is there really? Yeah, there's two days off in like six weeks. Yeah. <sighs> this is oh, fuck that. I'm out. I'm done. I'm just not even going to watch. There's just, there's just football. Guys, watch football. Watch football. Love football. Embrace it. Go do, go down your little rabbit hole of your FPL team when you keep telling yourself, no, I don't want to make that change and stare at the screen for 17 hours straight. Just 
It's back in our lives. It might get taken away again. Don't. Oh, it will. It definitely will. But enjoy it while it's here. Don't abuse it. Enjoy it while it's here. Consume all of it. Make the most of Sky Sports putting games on free to air. I don't know how that's going to work. Make sure watch the games on BBC, even if it is Palace. Watch the games on Prime Video, even if it is Palace. Um, <laughs> okay, now. Uh, it's Palace Burnley and Palace Bournemouth. Like, come on, BBC and Amazon. They really gave them the dead rubbers. Um, but yeah, that's it. Football's back. Guys, peace. Is there anything else? No? Tarima Kasi Malaysia Kami Sayanga Wack. Cool. I mean, thank you, Malaysia. We love you. In Malaysia. We, we have been top 10 in Malaysia. But... And you guys say I'm shit at outros. Thank you, ladies and gents. Bye bye. Miles Offside is a Nate Whittam production.